This is episode 46, The Benefits of Becoming an Authority, with Tom Morkers. Hello and welcome to the Online Course Coaching Podcast, where we deep dive into all aspects of online course creation, from concept to marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Tim Cooper, and it's a pleasure to have you with me today. Hello and welcome. I'm Tim Cooper, and I coach experts in all fields who want to expand their reach, share their knowledge, message, and passion, and inspire people to live more fulfilling lives. For over 30 years, I have taught in the workplace, workshops, in the classroom, and online. And if you have a message burning inside you that needs to get out into the world, contact me today. As online course instructors, there is a major choice that we must make, and that choice is where are we going to publish our courses? Who are we going to trust with our intellectual property? Where are we going to focus our energies when it comes to marketing our courses? And you have a number of options here. You can opt for the very low or no entry-level platforms, such as Udemy. Now, these are marketplaces, and as we have seen very, very recently, they can change the rules at any time. Now, recently, Udemy made a change saying that you can't charge any more than $50 for a course. Now, that may suit some people. It definitely doesn't suit me. Now, I don't know whether it's so much that I'm a control freak or I don't like being told what to do, but I just can't come to terms and rationalise the way that Udemy goes about business and the way it dictates the terms to instructors. At the end of the day, it's the students who are dictating the terms. It's the students who are dictating what they're going to pay. And of course, look, if somebody said to me, Tim, what are you going to pay for this course? Would you prefer to pay $1,000 or $20? Well, in all honesty, what do you think I'm going to say? So for you to me to put that decision in the hands of the students and totally disempowering the instructors, I think is bad for business in general for the entire online education space. So you've got that choice. You've got that choice to go into that zero or low entry level marketplace and basically fight for the crumbs. You're in a very high competition area. You are in a very tight price bracket now, like you've got seven prices to choose from between $20 and $50. And it's a very competitive market. And also, there isn't a lot of control put into the quality of the course's content. Okay, they they control the production quality, but they don't control the content. So you're in there with people who may be producing substandard content as well. Now, don't get me wrong, Udemy is full of good quality courses. I have enjoyed numerous courses on Udemy over the time, and I have a number of Udemy instructors who are very good friends of mine. So don't get me wrong here. I'm just saying that if you want to make a living, a decent living out of creating online courses and selling them, then I would probably urge you to look at another alternative because I just can't see that marketplace model producing the level of income that most instructors want. Yes, some instructors will continue to do very well, but the majority of instructors will continue to struggle in that environment because there is just so much noise, there is so much competition, there are so many courses there, and it's very, very difficult for the students to identify what is a good quality course versus a bad quality course other than reviews and also the number of students. So the longer standing instructors will always have the benefit there because they're going to have the most students and the most reviews. The other option, of course, is to become an authority in your field and to become sought after. And when you do this, you can charge what you want and people will come and follow you and they will seek you out. And this is what today's episode is all about. It's about why you should become an authority and how you should become an authority. When you become an authority, you can charge premium prices, which means that you can charge, you know, 500, 1000, 2000, 10000, it doesn't really matter, but you can charge what your knowledge is worth. Honestly, like how much of your knowledge are you going to share for a maximum of $50 per sale? Seriously, like I've spent thousands of dollars and hundreds of hours learning what I teach and I give a lot of it away for free. But when I go to the trouble of formulating a course, I'm going to charge 
a premium rate. And I'm going to spend a lot of time in live coaching calls interacting with my students. So I don't necessarily want 10,000 students to enroll in my course. I might want like a 1,000 students, but not all at once either. I, I will open up my courses two or three times a year, and I might have between 100 and 200 students enrolled in each intake and then I can interact with them, coach them, and, and guide them to their learning outcome. That's my preferred way. And because I do it that way, I can charge a premium. Now, Udemy says students dictated the price and that they would only pay between $20 and $50. And that might be fine on Udemy because that is the marketplace and that is the target audience that they are going after. They, they're going after people who are seeking a bargain, who are looking for discounts who don't want to pay full price, who don't value the information that they are getting. At the same time, over the last few months, I have seen a number of people do five, six, and even seven-figure launches for their courses and books. So you can't tell me, and Udemy can't tell me, that the most somebody's going to pay for a course is $50. If you do it right, with the correct promotion, have something of value then people will pay the price. I have done it myself. Now, I've spent over $2,000 on a course by Ben Pagan. I've spent 2500 on on mentoring with Alex Jeffries. I've spent that money myself. So I just want you to think about that. Where do you want to be? Because in 12 months from now, you're going to arrive. But where you're going to arrive is going to be the difference between whether you stuck with the marketplace model or whether you went out and you went premium. Today, we're talking to Tom Walkers, and we're going to be talking about going premium, becoming an authority. Now, total disclosure here, during the call, we will be promoting an event coming up called the Authority Super Summit, and this is an amazing event. It's a very unique event. It's going to have 100 expert speakers talking on the five pillars of becoming an authority. Now, you can register for this event for free and then go along and just watch this event. Now, this is going to go for four days straight. It's actually going to break the Guinness World Record. So if you can sit there and stay awake for four days straight, that's great. They also offer as an early bird registration, you can opt in for $97 and buy lifetime access to all the recordings. And they will be put up in a membership area and, and properly catalogued and indexed and everything else. As well, that will give you access to the community where a number of the speakers are going to be hanging out. And as we know, success is often driven by the company you keep. I have seen the value in this and I put my hand in my pocket and I, and I paid that $97 because quite frankly, this is a very, very unique opportunity and to get access, lifetime access to over 70 hours of training by some of the best people in the industry for $97, it's a bargain. Now, if you're interested, you can go to ecoursedomination.com forward slash authority summit. That's ecoursedomination.com forward slash authority summit. Now here you can register for free, but you'll also have the option to purchase that lifetime access at the special early bird rate. So that's ecoursedomination.com forward slash authority summit. Now, as always, the show notes for this show can be found at ecoursedomination.com forward slash 46. This number's four and six. And there you'll find a summary of the information that we share here, plus the links and resources that we mention. But now, without any further ado, let's cross over to the interview. Okay, so hello and welcome to the online course coaching podcast. And today we've got Tom Morkers, and Tom is a product launch expert, best-selling publisher, entrepreneur, speaker, and CEO of Insurgent Publishing. Welcome, Tom. How are you? Tim, thank you so much, man. It's great to be here. It's fantastic to have you here. We've got a very, very interesting, and I mean, this is the cornerstone to everything, isn't it, what we're going to be discussing today with authority and everything else. But before we get into it, could you just give us a little bit about your background and tell us about yourself? Yeah, so the the sixty second background is um, my background is actually in the military. I spent about nine years active duty, uh, five years though as a commissioned officer, um, and I got out of the army back in two thousand thirteen, and that's when I started doing a work online. I'd actually kind of started doing it in my part part time while I was still active duty uh, to get my feet wet a little bit, and then I started a publishing company called Insurgent Publishing, which has since grown into. Uh, 
a nice, uh, I won't say sizable, but a, a nice growing company. And we've kind of shifted focus from straight publishing to kind of more creative advisory to focus on product launches and book launches. So essentially what I call strategic book launches, where we'll take a book and we'll develop the strategy, we'll implement the strategy, we'll develop the sales funnels, we'll implement the sales funnels, we'll market, promote, and launch that book. And of course, usually on the back end of that book is some sort of um, upsell or depends on the context of, of, the, of the launch. But that's kind of what we do in a, in a, in a you know, the two second ver- or the really short version. That's, that's what we do. Absolutely. And I have, uh, I have had a look through your, your site and subscribed to your services. And I'm looking forward to that journey because I'm actually trying to get a couple of books together this year. That's on my, that's on my uh, bucket list. Awesome. So, yeah. So it looks, the stuff looks good. And, and obviously we'll be sharing all that contact information further down the, the track. But today it's all about authority and mm-hmm. why it's so important. So just let's, let's start. And can you tell people why is it so important to establish authority? I think the reason it is important um, is because there's maybe like two ways to go about business. I, I think fundamentally, you can either be somebody who competes on price, and then you potentially ha- get sucked into that what Seth Godin calls the race to the bottom, and you become kind of a commoditized service. And there's nothing wrong with that. And the other alternative then is to position yourself as a premium play. And so I think the concept of becoming an authority is choosing the premium route. And again, it's not that the premium route is necessarily better than the commodity route. Of course, there are businesses that make a lot of money in the commodity space. But when we're talking about freelancers, when we're talking about consultants, when we're talking about independent entrepreneurs, when we're talking about software founders, the commodity business is really challenging and you're competing against a global uh, economy that can compete against you. So you're probably not going to win um, or you have less chance, but position yourself in this authority, which, and this is where it's kind of counterintuitive, is actually easier in a lot of cases. And so not only then is it easier because it's kind of less competitive at the top, you can charge premium prices, clients come to you, uh, you don't have to fight for the scraps. Um, and, and I think the more you pos- the more you become an authority, if there's kind of a levels to this, that the more you get you you are solidified in that uh, that that authority position that you have, the more choice you have in how you do business, when you do business, what you like all these things that are really fundamentally important, I think, to a lot of entrepreneurs, to a lot of consultants, to a lot of freelancers, like when I work, who I work with, what I charge. And incrementally, if you position yourself in as authority, all of a sudden, you're not changing, you know, exchanging hours for dollars. You're charging flat rate fees, or you're charging whatever you want. That usually, in a lot of cases, again, as, as with the assumption you're you're providing value, creating value, um, and then you do good work and you back it up. So we're not just pretending here. So we we base it on those two assumptions that you're legitimately an authority. But what happens is then your customers are actually happy to pay for it. And this is a, a side effect we can talk about a little bit too. I, I found interesting from. I guess I could say, like, if I were to be presumptuous and say, I think I, I, I consider myself an authority in this space, and that transition has happened in the last 12 months. What's funny is when I was charging much less, I used to get a lot more negative feedback or, or not even negative feedback, but I got uh, challenged on my pricing. And now that I charge three to 10 times more, nobody questions my pricing. There's a lot of influential factors there. It's not just the pricing. There's a lot of other things. But I think that's an important takeaway that... As when you become an authority, not only can you charge premium rates, but people treat you better too. So there's a lot of benefits to being an authority that we can definitely get into today. Yeah, absolutely, and and I can sort of uh, I can relate to that. I've, I've got two main audiences. I've got audiences that create online courses, and then there was a bombshell email out by Udemy this morning that said that they've decided they're going to cap courses, so they're going to you know, yep. they're going to put courses between twenty and fifty dollars. Now, so I, I think there's going to be a lot of people out there who've got so-called premium courses on Udemy going, well, like before I was selling my course on Udemy for $500 and they said we're going to cap it at three. Now they're going to cap it at 50. I mean, no, so there's, there's going to be that question, where are we going to go? Because there's going to be a lot of disgruntled people out there going, we've got to go premium and, and we've got to go a different route. And the other uh, audience I have is I actually teach marketing to massage therapists because they have no idea about marketing, God bless them. They're great at healing <laughs> right. people. 
Um, and and this is exactly right. This is what we're talking about when I when, when I say that I actually charge more because I, I I still actively work as a therapist as well. I actually charge more than the people around me, and I but I position myself as a specialist, which is you know talk about authority. And I know that I was very concerned when I when I went into this new clinic and I was charging more than people around me. But nobody has ever questioned, and all my clients are happy in saying, "You do attract a better quality person, don't you?" When you when you when when you step out of that discount and and out of that, you know, that that martyr, you know, the martyrdom trap and and the discount trap and that and that mar- that, that, that the boggy mire that so many people are swimming and and trying to fight out of. When you sort of just lift yourself up and go, "No, I'm here and I'm good," people don't mind paying because they know they're going to get some a, a result at the end. That's it in a nutshell. And it's funny you mentioned the Udemy thing. I just uh, commented on Facebook about it. I was like, oh, this is interesting. I actually don't sell any courses on Udemy. And um, one of my reasons for that is I like to own the platform that I'm on. And I see this and I'm like, not necessarily unpredictable. Uh, I think that's the trend with these type of large platforms. They all gravitate the same way. They're making the right choices for their platform. They're not making the right choices for you as a creator. And it's just like Amazon. They put in these artificial price barriers. Why must a book cost between $2 and $9.99 for me to get 70% royalty on Amazon? Mm, why, mm. If I charge, why if I price my ebook, my Kindle book at $11, do I only receive 35% royalties? It's an artificial barrier. It makes absolutely no sense. It's good for them. It's good for their platform. It's not necessarily good for me as an author and a mm, writer mm. who might want to charge more for an ebook. And so that's one of the reasons why we do a lot of launches on, on Amazon. I will absolutely leverage that platform. I'm not against leveraging any platform, but I'll say there's, there's a, there should be a rhyme and a reason to what you do. Um, and in the context of something like this, it's, I come back to that same point. You should own the platform that you create content on um, if you can. And, and if you're just starting from scratch, sometimes it's great to leverage something like Udemy. Something like Udemy or, or Amazon can be great for a lead generation or it can be great to have like something out there um, for, other, for a lot of different reasons. But if we look at certain things like, just revenue as just one metric. There are a lot of things to look at and not everything is just a money-based thing, of course. But if you just look at money, you know, you're already eating it when you know you sell on Udemy and now you're capped. And it's like, mm-hmm. what does somebody do who has something that is a course that's worth more than $50? And now, exactly. now what do you do? Well, you have to go back. If you didn't already do it, you have to build it on your own platform. So that's what yeah. I, I mean. I, I've been doing that for a long time. All my courses, all my books, I sell through my own platform. To the point where I think some people are actually like, I've gotten feedback from one random person who's like, you talk about launching books, but like, I don't see your books on Amazon. I was like, yeah, I, if you read my stuff, you'll understand why, but you clearly don't, but that's fair. But there's the rhyme and reason is because that's not the strategy that's right for me. Again, there can be situations, but I think it just comes back to, unless you own that platform, uh, that's a scary thing. And I think being an authority, you ought to own your platform. Correct. Otherwise, you know, there's a there's a disconnect, and I can't I can't agree more with you. I, I I've been preaching. I said I I do have a, an audience to create online courses, and I don't really promote Udemy as the best uh, as the best option there. I, I do say use it for lead generation. So have a have a either a free course or an intro course. Make it valuable. Make it make it worth something. But have it pointing back to your premium that is on a, a, a platform that you have absolute control over so that nobody can ever come back to you and dictate uh, who you can enroll and how much. And that's just, that's not good business, man. It's not, <laughs> it's not really, again, there can be, there can be ways to make it work to like put it into some aspect of your business where I think it can fit. Um, hmm. And there's definitely people, but like, like as an example, like if you, if you do run and again, kind of focusing on that authority aspect of things, like if you are an authority on X, Y, or Z, um, on like a, you know, a niche or a, in a certain industry. Um, again, I think in most cases, it's not going to make sense to use a platform like Udemy because what you're going to find is there's going to be people that, that will create that same course on that same topic and they'll sell it for the same amount. So like I create, for example, I have a course on, on basically selling books and doing these kind of like larger product launches. And it's not necessarily the most cheap thing in the world. Somebody could probably take some of the material or attempt to rip it off and, and, and create something or at least pitch something that is, is similar with the copy and stuff like that. So it's like if I said, well, I help people sell lots of books and somebody else said, I help my course helps people sell lots of books and it's only $20. And now I'm in this space where I'm like, why am I putting myself in a position where I must compete 
with these people that are clearly, it's just, this so different. It just makes no sense. Like, do, do you ever see Teslas being sold at, I don't know, the, the Ford company in your local, like local town? I know that's not the most appropriate thing, but, mm-hmm. or, or, you know what I mean? You, there, there's a reason Tesla did what they did. You know, they were very smart about it. Um, and I, anyway, I could probably go on about that, but I think it's important that so, positioning piece of authority. And if, and if you want to know something, because I think, see, what I see now is, is you to me and, and Amazon have just sort of caved into the, the bargain hunters of the world. They, they, they're tight. I can't, I can't swear, but, you know, the people with you know, moths flung out of their wallets. And look, I said, when, even in the last couple of months, I've, I've spent, I don't know, three and a half thousand US dollars and the Aussie dollar isn't great. So I, I bought Evan Pagan's course that was, Came out to two thousand. I bought um, Ray Edwards' copywriting course. So if you if you're serious, like the the, the people out there who actually want to sort of do stuff will spend the money. Anyway, we'll get back on. Well, it, it is it is all topic because it is authority and it is positioning. Yeah, which we'll, which we'll get down to the down, yeah. down to. But um, so, what sort of businesses would you have to be in to benefit from being an authority? Yeah, I mean. At the end of the day, I think it kind of depends on the, there's a couple of things. Probably one is the business model itself. Um, but even, even depending on the business model, I think there's, there's still authorities in, in no matter what business model you have. Um, so like, for example, like if you think about business models, like there might be some, like a great book I've read that, you know, most people would think would never apply to them, but it's managing the professional service firm. It's all about like lawyers and like that kind of stuff. But, um, it's actually really relevant for anybody that does any freelancing work or consulting work. And it talks about, uh, um, you know, the different levels of like law firms and stuff like that, you know? And, and if you look at it, every, every business is actually structured similarly. Um, and if you look at software products kind of going to one edge and I'll bring this back, what they're doing is they're really going to that low end because software can just do what a, ma- a person used to do manually, but can do it cheaper and faster. So, so software itself is kind of competing at that low end. But even in software, even though software is essentially cheap to run, why is it that some software companies can charge ridiculous amounts for their software per month or per year or whatever? And at the end of the day, like, does it really cost that much to operate something? Why am I paying a thousand bucks a month for email marketing um, or more, probably for some people, right? Or, or whatever it costs. And it's like, because they can, um, and because maybe they choose, because they position themselves in the premium space, it's not necessarily because it's actually uh, more resource intensive necessarily. So I think no matter, regardless of the business model, I think there's always the chance to position yourself at, at some sort of expertise or authority or the best in the world. Like Seth Godin, and I reference Seth Godin a lot. I'm obviously a big fan, but I think it's some of the, the fundamentals of what he teaches is uh, so important across the board. But he talks about in the book, The Dip, about being the best in the world. And, and that doesn't mean like the best in the world. It means the best in the world and the market that you're serving and that people recognize you as the best in the world. Um, so you realize actually that's actually not the most competitive thing in the world. Like it's not all, all, you know, all these hundreds of millions of people that you're competing against. You're actually really not competing against that money at all when you focus it that way. Um, and so I think it works best. I, I, won't, I, w- I will actually say that I, I, I think it can work great for any business, for any business model. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily restricted by business model. And I'll also say that I, I don't think it's restricted by um, the size of the organization or anything like that. So I think it's just as applicable for an individual. Like I'm not an individual. Tom Morgan is an individual, of course, but Insurgent Publishing is not. We have, you know, we have three employees and we're growing and, and that'll continue to grow. Um, but like, I think being an authority in that market space, whether we were three people or we're 30 people or 300 people is important for us. Um, to the point where as long as we can continue to charge those premium rates, we can be perceived as premium and we're not tapping kind of essentially um, tapping out our market. Like that's another thing to consider. That's why a lot of these massive corporations go to uh, the lower priced offerings and stuff like that, because how else do you reach more people? So kind of in that construct, it does depend on size a little bit. I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of how I'd, I'd answer it. Yep. No, that's cool. And I think it, it, we come back to that other concept of, premium versus the masses and yep. you do need like like if you're selling something for 10 bucks then you're going to need 10,000 people to you know, to make you know, 100,000 my math is correct right but if you're selling something for $1,000 right mm-hmm. you don't need to find that many people who are interested in what you've got to sell and it's actually easier to sell the premium to make more money than it is to find 
know, 10,000 people. So I, I that, think a lot of way that, ways that is true. Mm. So is this so, so becoming an authority and setting yourself up as an authority? Is that something that anybody can do? Is is there a, like a, a barrier or a boundary to this method? I look at it uh, that there. I essentially would define it as maybe having like five pillars. There's five pillars of of being an authority. With I will preface this by saying I don't think there's any shortcuts in life. I think no matter what you do you're going to have to work hard and you're going to have to actually be legitimate. Otherwise you're just selling snake oil. So the important thing here, I think is not to think or take what I'm saying is like, Oh, you know, the concept of the authority, I'll, I'll say I'm an authority. I'll say I'm an expert and then not actually be able to deliver on that promise. So mm-hmm. this comes with the assumption that you're actually capable of doing what you're, what you're good at. But I think here's the thing. I think a lot of people are actually really good at what they do and they don't recognize their own greatness. They don't recognize how good they actually are and they don't recognize that. And they, so they don't own it. And they don't position themselves that way, kind of like shy. And that's unfortunate because that limits them severely. So I'll say there's five things that you kind of have to master. I'll say number one is mindset. And you could probably go all day long in terms of the mindset, but that's kind of what I was touching on was a lot of people are just shy or scared. I know I personally was a year or two ago. And I think part of that was probably because I was slightly, I was inexperienced at the end of the day, like relative to what I am now for sure. And so even though I knew I was good at what I was doing, I still felt like a learner. I still felt like I was learning. So I didn't feel comfortable positioning myself as an authority. Um, but then there was a time, there was definitely a time period. There's a lag period there between where I actually was really good at what I was doing and was still too scared to say it. Um, and that lag time, again, if you can recognize that you could speed up the process of becoming an authority by getting the right mindset, if that makes sense. So you do have to hit some barrier to actually being good. And then after that, it's just fear and it's just trepidation. It's just anxiety. It's just all these irrelevant things that are in your own head, keeping you from owning that expertise that you have. Uh, so I struggle with that. So I understand that I think mindset's a big thing and it's kind of fundamental to just everything in life. Um, the second thing is content. And and when I talk about content, you, it's interesting. Like if you look at any authority in the world, um, what you'll find is that, you know, there's uh they create value. And so when I say content, I don't, I don't mean like throw away garbage content. I mean, content itself by its nature, must be valuable. Um, otherwise, it's just noise. So I'm not in the in the business of making noise. I'm in the business of providing value, of creating value. So when we talk about content, um, that's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, is there a way for me to create value? And can I create value in a, in a form that people can find, read, and then and I can essentially build trust and rapport with? Um, because that's, if you look at any authority, you mentioned Evan Pagan. I'll tell you what, I bet you didn't just stumble upon Evan Pagan and bought his really expensive course because I'm sure it's really expensive <laughs> and totally worth it. Um, but the dude is prolific in the content that he creates. Mm. And so I think that's interesting is that if you look at the the people that people know are the ones that are usually giving tons of content, I think, which is really cool to think about. Um, so yeah, so beyond that, then I'd say the... The third piece there is, so we have mindset, we have uh, content, and then uh, what I call it, I guess I would define it as distribution. Um, so you have this great content, um, it provides value in the world. How does it actually reach the customer? And so distribution is both marketing and sales channels. Um, sorry, are you, one thing on my, I just need to mute these tabs. I'm getting pained. <laughs> I don't even know where it's coming from. This is the the nature of just, I, everything makes a noise these days. Um, so yeah, so then the third piece is, is distribution. How do we find and reach target audience, the whoever it is that you serve? And I think that's interesting because I, a lot of people don't ever think about distribution until they failed. Um, they're like, I just built this course and it's nobody's buying it. Or I wrote this book and I got two sales. And what you have, what the problem you have is either one, the product is just terrible, which we're going to assume is not mm-hmm. the case. We're going to assume it's decent that enough people in the world would enjoy it. Because here's the deal. I mean, th- there's levels to stuff and, and things are relative in a lot of ways. So I assume that somebody listening here is not just peddling trash. So I assume your stuff is decent, at least decent, at least that passable level, which in that case, if the stuff is at least decent and it's not selling, that is a distribution issue. It means you're not able to find or attract the right customer cost-effectively enough to sell the product and make a profit. That's distribution. So the question is, how do you master distribution? 
it's it's a matter of marketing and sales channels. It's a matter of figuring out ways to get in front of your customer, your target audience, which means defining the target audience, which means getting very clear on that. Um, it means ha- having something that's going to lure them in, like make them want to come to you. And then it's going to be something along the lines of encouraging them to sign up and keep hearing from you. And these are all the kind of basic tenets of like online marketing, digital marketing. And people talk about it's, you know, lead generation, it's, you know, opt-in forms, like using a lead magnet and all that. I mean, those get into the technical aspects of it, but the underlying piece is distribution. That's what those are. Those pieces are solving the distribution question. And so that's what authorities mastered. Evan Pagan is a great example. Not, I mean, I think he's, he's brilliant when it comes to that. He knows how to get in front of the right audience in any one of his businesses. He's, he's done an incredible job with that. Um, and so again, great content is important, but it needs distribution to actually succeed. Once we have distribution, uh, Pillar four is platform, which is tying that all together where you need a space, which we kind of started the conversation with. You need a space to come back to. If you just have a course on Udemy or you just have a book on Amazon, that's it. That's the only place I can find you. Um, it's okay to have pieces of content on those sites. Like I mentioned before, but if it doesn't come back to something, I don't, I don't know any authority that has a course on Udemy and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. I don't know anybody that has a book on Amazon and that's it. Like I can't find it, I would literally, it would blow my mind to find that because that's just not an authority. An authority by its nature has some sort of platform, some sort of place where people that enjoy his or her work can come to and engage with other people who enjoy his or her work. We can congregate and stuff like that. And we can maybe view some more work by them. So platform is important. Um, platform, maybe if you want to get more specific things like a, a website is usually a good hub, uh, but it doesn't, you know, I don't think it necessarily needs to be a website, but I think you need some sort of online presence. So maybe actually I will take a step back and say, you probably need a website. I don't know if another way to do it, um, but that's platform. And then the fifth pillar is um, positioning, which is all these things you've done. You, you know, you're worthwhile. You have the mindset, you, you understand you, you do good work. You create content freely and prolifically that improves people's lives. You have the right distribution in place that attracts the right audience cost effectively enough to sell your products or services so you can actually make a profit. You have the platform that can build and grow your authority by its nature. And then, of course, the last piece is positioning. If you're, you're doing all these things and then you're selling a you know a $2 widget, um, I mean, that's you could. Uh, but, but I think positioning is saying this widget is not $2. It's $1,000. This iMac is not a PC. It's not, um, you know, it's not a $500 IBM. And... And there you go. And, and Apple is probably the greatest consumer example, uh, consumer goods example of positioning because they're they're the most, I don't know if they've been superseded by anybody recently, but at least for the last year or two, I think they've been the most profitable company in the world. And they're not doing that by serving everybody. They're not doing that by offering the most options. They're not doing that by offer by you know being compatible with all sorts of different things. It's all pure positioning. Their tech, even if you look at it, the tech is ne- not necessarily any more advanced per se, um, or at least more expensive to develop than competitors, say, in the PC space. But it's not about that. That's positioning. Um, and positioning allows you to charge premium rates. It allows you to kind of pick and choose your clients if you're a client-based organization. Um, and if you do software or, or something like that or products, it allows you to put that premium price tag on something like a candle that would probably cost a dollar to create. And now you're selling it for 50 or a hundred dollars. And I know a lot of pe- people that do this kind of stuff would not necessarily candles, but crazy stuff. Like, I mean, pick anything and I'll, I'll find you somebody who takes the exact same object that somebody's selling for two bucks and has positioned it in a way that it sells for 50 times that. Mm. So those are the five pillars. That's awesome. And, and saying, I'm just going to put a, a, a link in here because you are putting something together, something, something pretty awesome and exciting. It's uh Can you tell us more about this, the the Authority Super Summit? Uh, yeah, for sure. So um, the Authority Super Summit, a uh, buddy of mine uh, approached me about this last year and said we should put together an event to to kind of teach people how to do this. Um, I And I am a big proponent of um, learning from the best in the world anytime I can. And so I didn't feel comfortable necessarily teaching on the topic of authority. I think I can I can give my viewpoint. I can give 
my story, and, and I guess real quick, my story like this last year was going from that kind of fearful, too scary to charge, still doing the exact same thing I was doing before, but charging five to 10 times more, getting way more clients than I can take on. And we just are incrementally raising our prices because we can. And then getting to be really choo- picky and choosy about who we work with, which is really mm-hmm. cool. So at the same time, I'm, I'm by no means a master, but I do recognize the value of being an authority. So we talked about it and we said, well, maybe we can put together an event where we bring people together to teach on these five pillars um, th- where they can show and teach what it means to be, you know, to master the the mindset of an authority, to show us what it means to produce content that is authority content, not just any content, um, to understand distribution from an, at an authority level, like at, a, at an expert level, what does distribution look like? What are the masters doing at distribution? How are they doing it differently? And then, of course, platform. How do authorities build their platform different than everybody else that's competing and struggling in that space? And then finally, um, positioning. How do authorities actually price? How do they package? How do they present their material to be perceived as that authority and to actually be that authority? So the Authority Super Summit was born. We brought together 100 of the uh, world's, I think, uh, leading marketers and business people. I mean, literally. I mean, our our network is pretty pretty large. We've connected with a lot of people. So we had kind of a, I won't say pick of the litter, but we've had the choice. We had, you know, a lot of choices uh, in terms of people we could bring on. And we chose, I think, 100 of the best people that can speak to some of the most specific topics within these five pillars to teach you exactly how to go from business owner, struggling business owner, maybe even from scratch and, and position yourself as a sought after authority in your marketplace. Mm. And I've, I've seen the list. I've seen the list and it's exciting. And I'm, I, for one, am definitely going to, uh, to be there because I'm saying it, this, this is something that, uh, it is an exciting event because of just the, the quality and the caliber of, of people you've got speaking on all these, on these different topics. And it's going to also be a, a Guinness world breaking event. Yes. So how long- yeah, we're going to break a Guinness World Record unless we don't, but we I think we will. There's always the chance that it won't happen, but we if that's a, the only way it won't happen is if everything falls apart and breaks down from a tech perspective, but we're going to break the world record for the longest uninterrupted live video stream because this is going to go for about 70 hours, give or take, um from the 22nd to the 24th. Uh so I don't know how I'm going to survive that, but we're going to figure it out. And I don't know how the tech piece is going to work out. We're doing everything we can to prep for it, but there's obviously a lot of variables. You never know, but our intention is to break a Guinness World Record. And I'll say this too, for those who are listening, I think uh, what's really cool about this uh, summit is that we structure it in such a way that each piece, we don't have any tell us your tell us your life story element to these interviews. We go straight to content and we go straight to very specific actionable content. So for each piece of this, if you if you look on the, the website and you click through, you see that each person is kind of talking on like a very specific subset of each pillar and that together they produce uh, this effect of like mastering this area. Because there's obviously a lot of points, but we want it to not be that like a lot of other summits that are like, let's just tell stories. But I wanted it to be as actionable as possible, very selfishly, because that's how I learn best. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted it to be something that was hyper, like super actionable. So I think that's another cool thing that differentiates us. Not only will it be live, interactive, not only will it be breaking a Guinness World Record and bringing on 100 of some of the most amazing uh, people in the world in business marketing and just essentially being authorities, but we're also just focusing just straight content. So if you're interested in the backstory of these people, go check out their websites and I encourage you to, but you're not going to get that on the uh, on the uh, mm-hmm. summit. Absolutely fantastic. And saying, so, yeah, click on that link and just go. Have a look at that list. It will blow your mind. And 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 uh, access to this is actually like while it's running live. Is it, is that actually like donuts? Is that the is that the deal to, to the like free? Yeah, it's totally free. So um, yeah, so if people sign up, it's you. What you do is you sign up. You'll get on our list, which will be sending out the the full lineup and specific dates and times for each because we're going to be doing seventy hours of talks, right? And each hour is a new expert and a new uh, new authority to speak on some aspect of authority. So we have the full, we're finalizing the lineup right now, but basically you have to sign up to get the list uh, to know when, when who's going to speak and when and on what topics. You can, of course, get the, the who 
and the, what they're going to speak on, on the, on the registration page, but you won't get the final dates and times until we release that. So you'll want to sign up to get that. And then when we actually run the event, it's totally free. Um, so we're actually going to be, uh, yeah, it's totally free. What, what we do charge for though, is if you're interested in getting all the recordings on the back end, uh, we do offer um, access to those on the back end. If for anybody that's interested is like, oh, I really want to see all these interviews, but it's nonstop for 70 hours. I'm not going to stay up for it. I, at that time, those few times won't work for me. We made it super cheap right now, only 97 bucks prior to launch. That price is going to go up uh, to $400 post-launch. So just so you know, uh, it's a lot of great content. If you want to get in early bird, probably now's the time to Tell do it. Tell you what, it. $97 for 70-odd uh, hours of uh, top tuition. is uh, and, and, to, and you just turn around and you think, well, like, if you just increase your hourly rate by $5 and you've spent $97. And, and, and I suppose when you spend that, you can – that, that's, that's lifetime access. You can come, come back and watch as many times as you like, and and study and take notes. And yep. So we're we're giving it's it's lifetime access to. So the videos will all be um, edited and uploaded, so that you'll be able to see choose which pillar and which topic you want to look at. Um, again, this stuff is going to be pretty hyper focused, so you'll be able to go. Okay, this is this. I'm really challenged with mindset right now. Our distribution is killing me in this aspect of distribution. Like, how do I get more traffic? Mm-hmm. How do I turn that traffic into subscribers? How do I, and you'll be able to pull that pieces, a uh, piece of whatever you want. So lifetime access to that through our membership site. Also, we will be compiling all those into MP3s. Uh, so you can listen on your, your phone, yeah. I, iPhone, p- iPad, whatever de- mobile device you want anywhere in the world, which is nice. And that'll be downloadable. And then we're also have, we have a community aspect to it. So the people who are signing up now, right now are joining our private community right now where you get access to me and Josh and very soon hundreds of other aspiring authorities and authorities people who are who will be the next authorities in the world and here's a, here's the thing and I, i'm sure you can agree with me tim authority isn't about it's not nothing's built in a vacuum that authorities are successful they're authorities i think this is one of the aspects we we do cover networking and relationships but i think what's interesting is you'll always notice that authorities are supported by other authorities so if you think about it if you want to be part of that new wave of whoever are going to be the game changers in the next five to ten years I think what's pretty compelling and pretty uh, um, exciting is that I think a lot of them, uh, a good amount of them in the online space will be a part of this community. And so you have the chance to join a community that will be, I think, the up-and-comers of the next five to 10 years in the online business space. Mm, absolutely. And saying your success is governed by the company you keep. And uh, this is so like when I when, when I look yep. at you know, the mentors I have, and I know my development in over the last six months has just gone from uh, zero to what just by the the access to the mentoring that, I, that I've had so it's very it's very important and I'd like to I'd like to welcome Halal for his yeah. first lab and, uh, and 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 I'd like to welcome everybody here who, who is live and if you've got a question just put a slash Q in and, and put your question and we will answer it we're always finished the actual interview process and we will open up that seat if you want to have a, have a live chat with with Tom so Tom is there anything that Anything you, you, know, you, you want to add that we haven't covered so far? No, I, well, I guess I'm sure there always could be something I can add. But um, I will say that like on the event, I'm, I'm very excited about it. It's a ton of work to put together something like this. Um, another reason that people are interested in how to do summits, um, I'd be giving all that information away to our community. So yeah. definitely another compelling reason to sign up if you're interested in that and how we structured it. But, uh, but yeah, I think I'm just really excited to get this off the ground, to bring together an amazing group of people. Um, to structure it in such a way that it's like super valuable that, uh, and that I love the fact that it can be free, uh, upfront that anybody who wants to join, uh, can get a free, um, and that also that they can get it so cheaply, uh, right now, if they want to get lifetime access to all this material. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about the platform. I'm excited about, uh, the authority super summit, and I'm looking forward to the launch and, and getting everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. Thank you for your time. And, and, and lastly, how can people actually you know, find out more about you. How can they contact you? Can you just put that into the uh, into the chat area, and so for people who want to contact you, and I'll um I'll unlock this seat now. So hopefully we'll get, if if anybody wants to wants to jump in and ask a question on any aspect. Now this is something that look it doesn't matter whether you're an online course creator, whether you're a marketer, entrepreneur, solopreneur, business person, author, blogger. I mean. This is something that is going to really you know, position you, will help you along your way to getting where you want to be. So, 
We'll, uh, Looks like we have a we caller. We a caller. Angie, awesome. Give Angie some props Hello. while she logs on here. Hello, I mean, welcome. My webcam Hi, was... Angie. I keep looking at the monitor, eh? It's like, what? <laughs> anyway, you gotta remember to look at this thing. But um, what I wanted to ask you guys is... Uh, I'm not sure by the title of what you're doing... What it is that you're really talking about? You're talking about Blab? For the, uh, about authority? Well, by your topic heading. How to get, oh, the, how to get yeah, the respect, attention, money, you Yeah. Oh, well, okay. So, let me, great question. I'll tie it back in. So, I guess this is something we probably should have tied back mm-hmm. in, but I, I, may, I make an assumption and that's my fault. Okay. When, when we position ourselves as authorities in business and just kind of in life, what I think stems from that naturally is an outgrowth of respect uh, by peers, mentors, influencers, as well as fans and followers mm-hmm. is attention. You'll get more press. You'll get more requests to speak and present, mm-hmm. and you'll get more just eyeballs on your work. And you'll ultimately get more money as an authority. Um, for every authority I know, they're usually raking in the dough more than the people who are competing uh, at that lower end, trying to compete on cost and price. So the topic of authority is what we just spoke on. That by positioning yourself as an authority, mastering the five pillars of authority, mm-hmm. you will be able to create and generate more respect, more attention, and more money. Okay. Um, so how old are you to get to that point? How old am I? Yeah. I'm 29. Yeah, I mean, I think back when I was 29, I was... I mean, yes, I've been self-employed since I was 24, but I was nowhere near where you are at 29. I am where you are now at 52. Everybody takes a different path, and I don't think it matters how long it takes. I think it's probably, I I would imagine, I don't want to speak for you, (laughs) but I would say it probably feels pretty good then to be where you're at right now, would you say? Well, considering I think you have the advantage of today's technology, you know, when I Definitely. was there, it was yep. still in the infancy, right? Mm-hmm. It was still a little yeah. wet yes. baby. <laughs> exactly. So. There you go. And, and the reality is that's the what's really cool, though, is anybody can take advantage of this stuff better now than they ever could before. Yeah. The, the, the cost of entry or the barrier, barrier to entry is so much lower than it's ever been. The cost to connect with people from around the world, the fact that we're on Blab right now and mm-hmm. talking, and I see you yeah. and you can communicate with me and we can do this whole high five thing in the bottom right corner or whatever, if anybody feels compelled, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's pretty crazy if you think about it. And this, and the fact that we're able to do put on a authority, this authority super summit, bring together 100 people, you know, live and present just like this. It's, it's mine. It's, it's really crazy. But what's cool is it just, all that means is it's pure opportunity for anybody that wants to take it. There's really no limitations, no hurdles because, and what's cool is again, it, this is going to be a lot of free content we're giving out. The content itself, the knowledge you can take for free and go, go use it. You know, for anybody that's like, ah, oh, I can't afford $97 for lifetime access. We'll definitely show up live and be a part of it and take what you can, because there's a ton of great content out there live. And as you build up your knowledge base and you put this into action, I think what's interesting is again, the cost is so low to start building your own platform, to build your own authority. Um, it's just kind of really exciting. And yeah. It's definitely gotten easier than it was uh, years ago, major, for sure. So major, it's a good, good yes. Yeah. I'm going to book that thing that I think it was uh, the other fellow that put it there. Tim. So I had to hey, come man. back to my tab to see who you were. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, worries. you know what? I mean, I'm at it. Like, again, all this virtual stuff. I am so old school that I'm thinking. Part of me wants to reach out and shake your hand. And it's like, you can't do that. So that you do you do it like, like that little you. thing and go that way. Yeah, we do this way. Not till, not till we invent teleportation, but I think Blab is pretty close. Yeah, but don't, so, you, think, don't you think 3D will be next? I'm sure. I Honestly, I know there will always be something new. And, yeah. and in 20 or 30 years, I'm going to be like, I didn't have teleportation. And... <laughs> You know, back then I had to use Blab, (laughs) you know, it's always changing. And I think that's the important thing is I don't, I think it's important to understand tactical stuff and technical stuff to the degree that you need to, 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 um, 
to actually do the foundational stuff, if that makes sense. Like that foundational stuff never changes. It's always the same, but the tech definitely shifts. But I think what's important is the aspect of being an authority. Now more, now more than ever, it's very accessible to anyone, I think. Oh, that's a good game plan. That's what I want to be. I don't know. Am I hearing something? In the, I'm hearing something out. Do you hear anything? Okay, probably, we probably hear it coming through you. I'd, I'd also like just to jump in quickly and welcome the other people who have joined uh, the session while we've been talking to Angie and just saying that what we have been talking about, we've been talking about building, uh, establishing yourself as an authority and Tom's went through the five, period, the five pillars of establishing yourself as an authority and the importance of why it's important so that you can actually go out and you can start earning the money that you want. You're not you're going to be able to select the clients you want to work with and you're not going to be worried about people talking down your price and, and trying to bargain and barter with you. But when, when you establish yourself as an authority, you position yourself in, an, in, an, in, a, in a sort of a powerful way that you are really develop, you are delivering, delivering value and it's good work. So you're saying it's not snake oils and because you'll, you'll soon become undone if you're not del no, delivering value. But what it, what it does is it puts you in a position of confidence and power mm -hmm. to say, this is, this, this is my job and this is what I'm going to charge you. And you can either pay it or you can go and find somebody else, but I'm not going to uh, enter into that, uh, in, into that, that competition. Yep. So and that, if that anybody's got any, yeah. So if any, anybody's got any questions at all for Tom, Please either slash Q and, and, and type it in and, and, and we'll answer it or you can come in and to that open seat. But sorry, Angie, just had to uh, uh, in, uh, welcome everybody else who's coming in and just bring them up to date. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bow out anyway and I'll wait for you guys to finish the recording so I can catch the beginning of what you did. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Angie. Thanks, Angie. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Um, now, Collar asks, he missed what you said about how to use mm. a book that you've written. He's got a book on Amazon, doesn't sell much. So, so, so what, should, what should Collar be doing? Yeah, so broad question, like there's a lot of variables, but, um, but bottom line, and I'll tie this real quick into Authority Super Summon to kind of explain. So part of uh, the Authority Super Summon is we will have people talking about the, the book creation process, the book marketing process, the book selling process, because I think that's actually kind of a underneath the pillar of content. I think books are still the best medium to exchange an idea and to essentially to position yourself as an authority. One blog post doesn't really make you an authority, but a book on a subject kind of does, even though it's, again, self-publishing is kind of lowered that barrier to entry to the point where a lot of people have taken advantage of it. And so maybe some people don't necessarily respect self-publishing in some degree. You know, if you do it right and you do it well, and it, even if it's self-published, it can still look professional. I mean, I work with so many people who self-publish. I work with a lot of traditionally published authors. And what's cool is you put the books side by side and the average person is going to notice if you put the time and attention to detail into creating the book if you're self-published. So that's... uh just my perspective on it. Now, coming back to yours, if the book is not selling, it's not selling because nobody knows who you are. I mean, bottom line. So when JK Rowling's comes out with Harry Potter seven, guess what's going to sell that book more than probably any of the other books before it. So that's a fiction example um, because she's known people knew who she was. They knew her series. First time authors, you kind of struggle. So how do you get noticed as a first time author? There's kind of, I would say there's two ways to define this and say, you just have to choose your grind. That's how I would describe it. If you're a self-publisher and you want to write to make money from your writing, and that's fair. Um, if you're fiction or nonfiction, you have kind of two choices. Um, and as fiction, this is especially important. I think you can choose to just write a lot and publish a lot. And eventually maybe you'll build up a following because people read your stuff, assuming it's good. And they'll come back for the next sequel when it comes out and the next sequel and the next sequel. That's one way to go about it. The alternative is you build up a platform that makes so people that makes it so people can actually find you and find you and then sign up for say an email list and then you build up your platform that way which includes yeah a newsletter usually the the prerequisite is some sort of website and the prerequisite is some sort of content now all of a sudden we're tying in this authority aspect to this right because all these things are essential for this and so then when you release a book guess what the audience is there and they're ready to buy. So when we work with people, we do work with authors that start from scratch that have no audience. Um, and the reality is they have to cut taper their expectations. 
because their results are going to be less than the results of somebody like, say, John Lee Dumas, who we launched his Freedom Journal. He built up this great platform. He was an authority in a space. We launched the book and we did almost half a million dollars on Kickstarter. The average person can't do that. But the average person hasn't put in the time and effort that John had into building his platform into becoming an authority. So it's one of those interesting situations where you, I won't say, you know, I assume your book is good, um, but here's the deal. It doesn't matter if your book's good. Distribution, right? How do we reach cost-effectively our target audience and how do we sell at a price that creates profit for us? So you need to be able to reach your, reach your audience cost-effectively, which means cheaply or, well, cost-effectively, like underneath the rate it costs you to um, produce and distribute and actually get the book into the hands of the reader. And you need to be able to sell it at a price higher than that. So you capture the, that, that, that piece of the pie, which is your margin. Um, if you can't do that, and that's the challenge with Kindle, you know, you put it out there, what can you charge? You charge 99 cents, $2.99. You're not going to make a lot of money from that. Um, and that's why it's tough to then put in the money and time and effort to sell that book. Fundamentally, that's the, that's the challenge. And that challenge never changes. Some people get lucky and just blow up success. I don't also don't think luck is a strategy. And so I don't think it's good to rely on that or to look at the examples that are outliers and say, well, this guy who wrote Wool did it or this other person did it. Yeah, they're the outlier. They got lucky. The rest of us, 99% of the population has to be strategic about what we do and realize that time and money is valuable and you need to place it in the right spots. So I'd say you need to, instead of saying, my book's not selling, what do I do to sell more of this? Ask yourself, who is my audience? Who's this book for? How does it provide value? How do I then build a platform around that, attract them, and then essentially become an authority on that space? Because if you do that, look at any number of authorities who have recently launched books. Uh, Michael Hyatt is in the process. Pat Flynn recently. All these guys are just have blow up massive successes, even though they're self-published, traditionally published, doesn't matter. And it's because they position themselves, they become authorities. So long-winded answer. I hope mm-hmm. it kind of, because it's it's if you're interested just in how to market and launch a book, I do have a free course. I'll put this here for you just in case you're interested. It's tomworkus.com slash publishing course. It's the process we use in search and publishing awesome. to market and launch books. So that could be helpful too. It's a free resource. So uh, seven or 10 days long to kind of walk you through um, step-by-step what we do. And it's by no means easy, but nothing worthwhile is, but it's it's accurate so I'll tell you that, and it works if you if you can apply it. That's fantastic. Thanks, Tom. That's yeah. That's another great resource there. Okay. Um, the oncologist says there that uh, he's used it. He's used his book more as proof of expertise and to build authority without doing much to market the book itself. Uh, okay. Um, Radio. I was going to say something. Oh, crowd. I mentioned I, I read something in your bio about crowdfunding. Is that going to be mentioned in the in the summit at all? Um, whether crowdfunding specifically will be, um, I have to double check. We have with a hundred topics. I have to see if we have something specifically yeah. on crowdfunding. But we have things on launches. We have well, we have things in and around everything that's like would take to run a crowdfunding campaign. So like how to build a sales funnel, um, how to do pricing and packaging, um, things like that that are all relevant to running a, a Kickstarter. I don't know if we have somebody coming on and talking about Kickstarter or, or crowdfunding though, specifically. All right. Cause I think that that's just another area that's, that's uh, building a lot of, a lot of interest, isn't it? No, the crowdfunding side. And I, I know that, so what you were the one working with, with John Lee Dumas, cause I, I know he, he went on another a show talking about that. He, he raised all this money through crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Awesome. Now part of his launch team. That is fantastic. Okay, and uh, we've got one another question here. What media build? What well, sorry. What me, what media builds authority the best? Um, it, I I would say like it doesn't really matter. It it's a it, the particular medium is irrelevant to you being an authority. It's only relevant insofar as where does the audience want to meet you, and how do they want to engage with the content you're creating. Uh, some, and that just depends. So that's just like a, it's just a, you know, it's a fundamentally, it's a, it's a variable question. It just depends. Um, but I would say there's no like 
podcasting gives you more authority than blogging. Uh, sometimes for some people in certain spaces, that, that's true. And then in other spaces, blogging gives you a ton more authority. Look at Seth Godin, who writes a blog every day. I mean, don't get much more authority than that. I, and even though he's done podcasts and he's branched out that way, I don't think he had more, he got more authority from doing a podcast, for example. Blab, if you, if Blab's your medium of choice, I think you can become just as much an authority on Blab. You could be, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be TV. It could be TV, but there's plenty of TV shows that nobody watches and there's plenty of channels that nobody watches. And so maybe that's not the right medium. I don't think the medium matters. I think it's just a conduit. And so choose your conduit that helps you reach your audience and provide them the most value possible. And you provide the most value possible by meeting them where they want to be met. So again, depending on the context of the audience, maybe they prefer listening. And so podcasting makes sense. Maybe they prefer visual stuff. So blab makes sense. Maybe they prefer written content. So blog makes sense. And that's uh, fundamentally up to you to make that, that choice. I think you basically got to go where your audience lives, don't you? And, yeah. and, and depending on, on, on your niche and, and what you do, your audience may not even be online. You might have to go to meetups or, or that sort of stuff. So it's, it's, it's identifying the demographic and, 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 and where, and where your audience, where your target hangs out and you going to them, not trying to have drag them to you is, yep. is probably one of the, the big things there. Okay, I think we're coming to uh, coming to the end. We've answered a few questions, Tom. I really want to uh, thank you for your time today. You've you shared so much, and I'm really, really personally excited about the summit. And awesome. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put that in again. Yeah, please. Do. Like I, I um, for one, I can I can see this as being a big help not only to me but to you know, to my audience, and of course. No, the podcast is going to uh, come out later in the week, and we'll and we'll uh, really start to you know, get some momentum building there too. Because I say this is this is a really really unique. I mean, a hundred a hundred high caliber speakers over four yeah. days is, is 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 huge. Yeah, it's going to so, be pretty so, insane. <laughs> <laughs> so, so thank you very much, Tom. It's a it's a pleasure. I know I know you're busy because you are in the middle of of getting all this happening. So yep. I thank you for your time and, and for sharing so freely. Thank you, Tim. It's a pleasure being here, and I'm glad uh, it was useful. Well, I hope you can see the importance and the value and the benefits there are of becoming an authority to be able to attract the clients or the students that you want to work with and to be able to call shots, to be able to charge what you want, not be dictated to, not be not being told you can only charge this, you can only charge that. If you have something to share and, and that person takes that course and they take action and you transform their life, now just imagine if you are showing them some marketing or business tip and all of a sudden you take them from dead broke and poor to earning six or seven figures a year and that, you know, it might take some, you know, two years to get there or whatever else, but the point is that through following your advice, and through actioning your advice, you, you transform them from, from struggling to, to thriving. How much is that course really worth? For me, I, like, you know, if I could see that at the end of, no, end, end of the day, I'd, I'd pay 10,000 for it or whatever. You know what I mean? I definitely don't think that you would share that sort of transformational experience for $50. That's the point. Okay, so this is really a unique experience, this Authority Super Summit, and I really do encourage you to get on board and to register. As I said, you can register for free. You don't have to spend a cent, and you can attend the event live and watch all the stuff happening as it unfolds. Then, of course, if you want lifetime access to over 70 hours of content by 100 speakers who are authorities in these topics, then the very special price of $97 is the early bird price before the actual event. Now, we always want to make sure that we're giving you the information that you want to know, answering any questions that you have, covering the topics that you're interested in. So if you have any questions at all, please contact me at asktim at ecoursedomination.com. That's asktim at ecoursedomination.com, and we'll get on to those questions. They will more than likely feature in an upcoming podcast episode. Also, if there's somebody that you want me to interview or if you believe that you have something to share, please contact me at ecoursedomination.com and we'll get on to that. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, in fact, if you enjoyed this podcast, 
could you please take a moment, pop across to iTunes and leave a positive rating and review. Your ratings and reviews help to rank the show and the higher it ranks, the more people find it and the more people we can help. So you are helping others by just taking a little bit of time and writing a review. Now, if you leave me a five-star review, please send me an email at asktim at ecoursedomination.com letting me know that you've left the review and what country you're from and I'll give you a shout out on the show. And lastly, I'd like to thank you. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast because we have so many options and so many things to choose from. So the simple fact that you chose this particular episode or this podcast, I really do appreciate you and I do thank you. And I hope that you are taking action. I hope that you go through the episodes and you put this to work, that it helps you become the online instructor that you want to be. It helps you market your course, reach out to your audience and find the students that you want to work with. And until next time, take care.